Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the Lamplighters podcast. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. We are grateful to be on the journey with you this year as we travel through the Psalms. This morning, we are so excited to have two special guests with us this week to kind of kick off our exploration of the Psalms. They are Phaedra and David Taylor, who both have an interest in art and culture and the intersection of art and faith and how that interacts with God's Word. So I'm going to introduce Phaedra, ladies first, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll introduce David. I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, Phaedra comes to us a long way. She was born in Scotland, but you don't have much of a Scottish accent left. I don't. It's because I you moved was, to Dallas. I did. Oh, she, she I was could born, do the accent. I, I, won't. I won't. Oh, oh, oh. We just would love I mean, to just a little one. <laughs> I, 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 I was a baby when I went to Scotland, but okay. I was born in Norway. Oh, and, and, then, oh, and then, yes. Truly international. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, know. <laughs> I love it. Well, since she moved to Dallas, we're going to claim her as a Texan. There okay. you go. And I am going to claim her as a West Texan because <laughs> she did an internship at the Chinati Foundation in Marfa, Texas, which is my part of the world that I grew up in. Wow. So we're very excited about that. Um, Phaedra is, correct me if I get this wrong, a visual artist, yes, a sculptor, a painter, mm-hmm. a watercolorist mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. and a variety <laughs> of other things. You can yes. tell I'm not the creative yes. one. I haven't done sculpture in many, many years, but that is my training. Oh, but okay. I'm primarily a painter. A painter. Yes. Okay, great. Um, she has created these beautiful prayer cards that go along with a book that David has written, and we're going to talk about that in a, in a minute. And not only these, but two other sets, one for uh, Christmas, Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany, and one about prayers for life. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. So that's Phaedra, but imagine juggling all of that creativity with a husband and being a mom of two, mm-hmm. and I understand you enjoy gardening as well. I do. Yeah. I love gardening. Here's Lynn. I can yep. kill a plastic plant, but <laughs> Lynn is the gardener of us. Yeah. I am. Love being outside. I do it's, it's one of my thin not places right now, in the garden. <laughs> now. Oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> no one should garden in Texas in yes, the summer. No. That's right. No. Survive. Yeah. Okay, so it's my turn, and I will introduce um, Phaedra's husband, David. Uh, David is a theologian, a priest, a speaker, an associate professor of theology and culture at Fuller Seminary. And he is also the author of a book called Open and Unafraid, The Psalms as a Guide to Life that I was lucky enough to come across about a year or so ago when I was trying to dig a little bit deeper into the Psalms. And hopefully we'll get a little insight into how this book came into being as we talk today. Um, but we just want to welcome you all to the Lamplighters podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank We're you. so happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to jump in with kind of a big, broad question for okay. you, David, and yes. that is why the Psalms? Why the Psalms? I, I think for me, uh, there, there are three basic reasons. Mm-hmm. One is when the people of Israel wanted to know how to talk to God, which is to say how to pray. Mm-hmm. And worship, uh, God gave them a book, which is to say all of us, by virtue of being made in the image of God, have a capacity to be addressed by God and to respond to God. But in order to do so faithfully, truthfully, honestly, uh, consistently, God has to show us how we can talk to him. So he gave them this book. 
Mm. <laughs> and it's a book that defined their their life of worship and prayer. And then the, the church uh, received that gift, that legacy, and continued to enter in deeply into the Psalms as a way to, again, talk to God and to listen, as it were, from God as well. And you have, you know, um, Christians throughout history who have described the Psalms as a, a, a balm of salvation. Uh, John Calvin described it as an anatomy of the soul because mm-hmm. everything that you would find inside of your self, your heart, your mind is there already mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Psalms. Tim, Tim Keller, the, the, the pastor today, he calls it a, a medicine chest of the heart. Ooh, it's nice. all the... All the things that, that, that rummage around in our hearts are talked about there. And so the church has faithfully um, uh, gone to the Psalms in order to know how to pray and how to worship. Maybe more truthfully or, or factually, for the first 15, maybe 1,800 years of the church's life, the Psalms were the primary prayer book or worship book. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last 200 years, less so. Yeah. And I think much to our loss. So first reason uh, is it was Israel's official hymn book, prayer book. The, the church for, let's just say, 2,000 years has also seen it as a primary um, entrance into um, communing, communicating with God. But then the third reason that I find the most compelling is Jesus himself went to the Psalms um, throughout his entire life and ministry, but particularly in times of trouble. He immediately or instinctively goes to the Psalms in order to make sense, as it were, of his own ministry. Uh, and you know, you would ask the question, well, why did he go instinctively? And you might say, well, because he's God, which is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's also uh, someone who was raised in a faithful Jewish family. So Mary and Joseph would have taught him the Psalms from the very beginning. Uh, in, in such a way that in a primarily oral society, there's sort of, a, you know, a good chance that most faithful Jews would have had vast amounts of the Psalms memorized. So it's already in his heart and mind, as it were, as somebody who would have gone to synagogue and at home had been immersed in the Psalms. So when I see that Jesus himself uses the Psalms as a way to uh, communicate his mission, his mm-hmm. identity, his vocation, but also when he teaches the disciples. There are a lot of biblical scholars who say that the Lord's prayer is itself a distillation of the entire Psalter. Mm-hmm. So everything that you would find in the Psalms is boiled down, as it were, simmered down to the Lord's prayer. So that alone compels me to want to make something of the Psalms in my own life. So mm-hmm. those would be the three reasons, I think, why the Psalms you know, should catch our attention. Great. Well, clearly you were drawn to them since you wrote an entire book about them. (laughs) I did. (laughs) And so uh, this is kind of a, maybe a more technical question or, first of all, what we've discovered as we were trying to divide this up into 20 lessons is that it's impossible. (laughs) Uh, There's so many (laughs) themes and, and they all weave together and you can't, you you can't separate them out. And so we kind of, Appreciated the fact that you actually mm. had some themes right, in yours. Right. Um, but then also for you, Phaedra, how did you decide w- what to draw for these fabulous cards? Yeah, uh, well, it was not easy um, it, because there, 
I mean, the themes are massive, you know, I mean, David had done the work already of saying like, these are sort of the things that are repeated over and over again. These are the categories that Mm -hmm. the Psalms are dealing with, you know, and he, he organized that for me in his book. (laughs) Um, And so then we took each chapter and we just, we, we have a card for each chapter, but it's, it's these huge things like anger and joy and the world, you know, the nations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things, tiny subjects. Right. Uh, and how do you really, how do you use one image to communicate mm-hmm. all of that? Um, and I think what, what we had lots of conversation together about it. Mm-hmm. And what we tried to do was come up with an idea that would be an image that was maybe not the first thing that you would think of when you thought of that theme, Mm -hmm. because we wanted it to capture people's attention in a new way. And we wanted it to be something that was rich enough that they would come back to it again and again. And there could be lots of things for them to look at. So maybe on the first pass, they think of, you know, five things that it sort of provokes inside of them. But then the next time there's more for them to look at and more for them to look at. And then maybe more for them to discuss with people if they're mm-hmm. using it in a group, like a small group or with their family. So those were some of the some of the kind of um, the goals mm-hmm. for the, the images that we chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just a lot of spending time with the text. You know, the, the one psalm that David sort of said, hey, this is this really encapsulates this theme and just reading it and and making notes and kind of asking God to show me, you know, uh, an inkling of an idea. Mm -hmm. Let Um, it percolate. Yeah. And then something would come up. And I mean, some of these are, this is the second option. You know, I did the Mm -hmm. first one and we talked about it or we showed it to people. Okay. Can you just, you're going to keep talking, but can you do enemies? Yeah. That was such a a good example. example (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. There was one image and then. (laughs) It didn't work. Yeah. Because enemies is not just a big, it's a hard topic. So how do you do that? Right. With an image. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, some of these, like the enemies one, which I'll, I'll, I'll use that example in a minute. But, you know, we had to do a second round mm-hmm. to figure out, oh, this is not quite working how we want it to. It's too simple or it's too complicated. Let's try again. It's where the spirit leads. Yes. You know, you get it down, you think, that's great, doesn't work. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it has to work not just for me and David, who are having our own conversation and who have been embedded in these ideas, you know, mm-hmm. as we're making it, but for everyone, we hope, right? Every person that might interact with it, we want yeah. it to work for them. So if they're coming to the Psalms for the first time or coming to visual imagery as a way to pray and engage for the first time, we want it to work for them. Mm-hmm. So so the enemies example was a, a situation where we wanted it to be real. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to feel, you know, Feel the hardness of those psalms where we are praying for our enemies, but also about our enemies. Mm-hmm. And God is giving us language that is challenging and difficult and helpful, but it's a real raw experience to pray. I mean, in those psalms, prayers are being prayed that you might think, can I say this? You they know? seem harsh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Harsh. yeah, I come to those lines and I go, oh, I, I, I don't have any enemies. Yeah, <laughs> not like yeah. that. Not right. like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, they're there for a reason and we, we want to, we want to engage that and it's healthy to engage that. And God is obviously giving us a way to do that. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to honor kind of the intensity of that experience. But the first image that we had (laughs) that I came up with, because 
part of it is also I'm I'm coming up with ideas as I'm just doing my normal life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do a lot with my children is we watch nature documentaries mm-hmm. because we love them. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just can't do another cartoon. So, <laughs> so I we watched a National Geographic something and there was this, you know, intense scene where this deer type creature, you know, a plains animal of uh-huh. some kind, a gazelle right. or something, was coming to the water and like a river. A river. Know, it's yeah. like one yeah. of those planet Earth. Right. Know. And yeah. it's like a whole crowd of them and you know, some some of them get kind of knocked into the water and they're oh, drinking I know what you're going with this. I right? know, I've seen and then it. The massive crocodile <laughs> yes. comes oh. up, right? And grabs the gentle, delicate deer yes. creature. <laughs> And pulls it down, right? And it's horrible. But it's like... <laughs> and your the, children are going, wait! Mom! Yeah, look away! So, but that is... that. Those are enemies. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a real... You feel it. You feel that crocodile is the enemy of that creature. Mm-hmm. And that enemy is meaning harm. Real harm. And that they are vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is how we often feel mm-hmm. with our enemies, right? Mm-hmm. We're really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We feel powerful, powerless. And what we want is more power. And so that image just stuck with me. And so I painted that. And then when we sent it out to people, it was, the response was like, <laughs> we cannot. I know. It. it was so disturbing. <laughs> it was so disturbing. And, and then there was a lot of question of like, does, do they get free? Is there any hope? They, they, <laughs> right. That deer looks dead, you know? And, and so it was, it was a place where we had to say, okay, that's too much. And then we learned all right, we need to have a chance of redemption, a chance of escape, some Mm -hmm. hope, because really that's what the psalm is giving us. It's giving us fully be upset at the situation that you're in with your enemies, but but God has this answer for you. And he is also involved. Mm -hmm. And that's where the hope is. Which is why the psalmist turns to God, right? I know. Absolutely. So then then we ended up with this image, which is of a deer and a cheetah, and that there is this hope that the deer also has strength. (laughs) And so there is maybe an outcome in which the deer could escape. We can choose. (laughs) (laughs) But I can feel the adrenaline in this picture. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, because the yeah. cheetah is powerful too. That they are they are truly enemies also. And it makes me want to go run fast. Yes, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm looking at one of the cards just for our friends who are just yes. hearing this. This is really well illustrated. And what I love about or one of the things I love about these cards is not just the artwork, which this one about joy and these rabbits just cracks me up. <laughs> I mean, I have gone back to that over and over and over okay. again. And it's not something I would have thought of mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. not being the creative person. But one of the things that Phaedra has done with these is they're prayer cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so on the back, there's a scripture and some questions that generate conversation, mm-hmm. which might be helpful for our small groups. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a lovely prayer. So this is kind of like a little bite of a devotional mm-hmm. that it they're just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. okay. That's- I mean, David wrote the prayers, so mm-hmm. the, the text portion was him. And the visual pressure was But it was very collaborative. Mm-hmm. Like even <clears throat> the prayer from the book may have gotten slightly amended in conversation with the images. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. it, but it's true. It is a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about Psalms is mm-hmm. the images are so rich. They are. They're so rich. They they're, they're kind of never ending. Uh, I'm kind of a visual person. Oh, good. And yeah. so I can <laughs> I can get into those psalms and feel that anxious mm. heartbeat. And yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. well, and I, I mean, I think 
we talk a lot about how can how can we engage scripture in a fresh new way mm-hmm. and how can we come back to it you know and and ruminate on it and meditate on it which david was even mentioning earlier today when we were having a conversation that that the idea of meditating on the psalms is in the in the psalms so much mm-hmm. And so having something visual, I think, helps us. It helps me. To come back and yeah. to spend time. And it kind of anchors, you know, I mean, it's so hard to just only use your mind to think about something over and over again. We're so easily distracted, especially now, that having something to look at and hold helps yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And that's why we thought there are not very many resources like this. So let's make what we wish Existed, mm-hmm, what yeah. we would use. It recenters you mm-hmm. on, yeah. mm-hmm. on whatever that theme is. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. That's great. Yeah. All right. I want to ask another sort of practical question. Yes, ma'am. So I grew up in a tr- tradition that we did not do our own Bible study. I did not come to Bible study until I was in my 20s, uh-huh. but I've been studying the Bible since my 20s. So, yeah. you know, four decades ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ish. but I have never studied the Psalms. Mm. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, I I just got interested in them because I kept hearing people say, you know, the Psalms are what I have always turned Mm. to. I've always, Mm. and now that I'm looking at, I'm like, oh my gosh, it really does cover the entire spectrum of the human emotions. But for someone like me, who's not terribly familiar with them, Mm. when I want to go to a Psalm for a particular emotion that I'm feeling or whatever. Is mm-hmm. there, because so many of them overlap, so many they of them do. have so many, it, is there some way that you can guide us to find a song that, is there, is there an easy way to do that? Or is this just about learn, staying in them and learning them? <laughs> okay. So just for clarification, is this uh, how to study a psalm or how to... No, not really to study. More like I'm feeling um, a certain emotion and I, I want to see how... Or you have an event in your life yes, that's causing something. I want to sort of something. see, because I, I'm recognizing them sure. now out of all, yes. after all this time as a way right. to pray. Yes. So if I'm feeling set <clears throat> anger, which I'm sure. not familiar with praying about my anger, mm. you know, how is the best way to sure. search? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think maybe the two most practical answers, mm-hmm. and I will go through door B, mm-hmm. um, because my tradition didn't do anything with the Psalms either. Okay. I, I can't remember a single sermon on yeah, the Psalm growing yeah. up. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by mm-hmm. them or it's just sort of piecemealing our way through them. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 23, Psalm 150, right. you know, something like that. So one answer, <clears throat> this, this will be the church history answer, is to do what the monks have done or what Eugene Peterson advised me to do, mm-hmm. which is read a Psalm a day. And and read Psalm 1 today, Psalm 2 tomorrow, 3, mm-hmm. go 150 days, start over, and don't ever stop. Okay. <laughs> so what you do in, in that sense, now the monks actually, they take a week to get through all the Psalms because they're praying them all day and wow. all night. So that, if you go down that path, you're simply immersing yourself mm-hmm. in the Psalms so much that <clears throat> you begin to see, uh, you have a visual map of the Psalms. You can kind of, depending on the day or the moment or the uh-huh. emotion, you can sort of navigate, you know, to a place. Yeah. And so that's one route, right. which, is, which is actually the advice that Eugene gave me, you know, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I haven't kept it consistently, but I've tried to sort of have seasons where I just, I just read a psalm a day, whatever I'm feeling may have nothing to do with the psalm, but I'm just right. immersing myself. Option number two, which is really the option that I, you know, adopted uh, just as much in my 20s and 30s was, 
I just found somebody who could guide me because oh. I didn't know, I didn't know on my own where mm-hmm. to go or what to make of it. And so I had, I think a number of, you know, biblical scholars or pastors who have written things that helped me. Mm-hmm. But that really is the reason why I wrote this book. Yeah. Because after the short film with Bono and Eugene Peterson came out, mm-hmm. I found myself in conversation with people about the Psalms. And invariably, people would say, hey, can you recommend something? Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of academic scholarly books, and I had a lot of like daily devotional books. Uh-huh. But there weren't many that were in mm-hmm. the middle yes. that weren't too much or too little. And so I'm not an Old Testament scholar, so I'm not going to write that book, but I have been a pastor. So I put my pastor hat on Mm -hmm. and I thought if I were to write a book for people in my congregation that could be accessible, but still meaty, Mm -hmm. what would I write? So that really is the book. And Mm -hmm. this may sound like I'm promoting my book and I'm not, but I am in the sense that I really wanted to be useful to people Mm -hmm. who would say, I'm feeling these emotions or these thoughts or whatever it may be. Well, there's one chapter mm-hmm. that would just give you a little bit of a, a laundry list. Here mm-hmm. are all the joy-ish kind of psalms. Here are all the sad-ish kind of psalms. Uh-huh. Here are the angry-ish. And sometimes I tell my students that the psalms, I want my students who are church leaders and ministry leaders in some capacity to make good use of the psalms for their own communities, not least because the Psalter is one of the most emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. uh, books of the Bible. And when we are not emotionally healthy, when we're stuffing things down, the stuff inside of us gets toxic. And then that toxicity bleeds out into everything. We can't escape it, right? Yeah. And so it affects our marriages, our families, our relationship with children, uh, you know, friends, neighbors, fellow congregants, Christians. Mm-hmm. And so the Psalms are breaking us open again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just sort of like a quick antidote, um, I was teaching a, a session on the Psalms with my students in 2019. And... And the week that they had do an assignment, which was to craft a psalm of praise, the mass shooting in El Paso took place. Oh, dear. And so I had a lot of my students email me and say, I don't think I can do this assignment. Right. Um, can I do a different assignment? Yeah, a lament. A lament. A lament. Right. Exactly, yes. right? And so I thought about it and I prayed about it. And I, I, I went back and I, I read what I'd written because sometimes I forget what I've written. And, and so I, I sort of realize the Psalms of praise actually make space for lament. Mm -hmm. So some Psalms of praise are like A to Z joy, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them aren't. They actually have these little detours into sorrow or Mm -hmm. into tragedy of some sort. So I encouraged my students to craft a Psalm of praise that made space for the hard and harsh aspects of life, which in Mm -hmm. this case was a mass shooting. And, um, and, and they did, and, the, and then what they turned in was so powerful because it was sort of this like kind of coming into the very tension that sometimes we feel internally because tragedy or turmoil or trouble enters our own lives unexpectedly, but also the public, you know, face of tragedy and trauma. And uh, it was very, very powerful. And I encourage them to share their psalms of praise with each other as a way to actually live into the Psalms, which is a very much of a communal social exercise mm-hmm. that we're bearing witness to one another. Mm-hmm. So it's not an autonomous thing. It ended up being a very, very beautiful experience, a very healing experience mm-hmm. for my yeah. students to enter in. So I'll have to say, I, I think that's part of the reason why I wrote this book, yeah. to offer just easy handholds to yeah. come into this. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and as you can see, 
Uh, I have plenty of tabs and underlinings, so it has yeah, helped me. me. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Definitely and then helped me. I have the appendix at the end, which is for further reading, because uh-huh. there's so much out there that I right. don't address. But if you want to know more about X, Y, or Z, you yeah. know, here's mm-hmm. some resources. Yeah. I just think that um, it's wonderful to know about, but what this, both of these things, the cards in the book help me do is to immerse myself and to live into mm. the Psalms. When mm. I first discovered Psalms, I used them as a devotional kind of thing because I wasn't very systematic about how I was doing it. But what I realized when I first started was I, my emotional IQ was like zero. <laughs> and it opened up all mm. kinds of things mm. for me, mm. not just in my relationship with God, but in my relationship with myself and other people. Sure. So this is very, very powerful. Mm. I'm I'm drawn to them in all kinds of occasions. Right. Um, Can I just say like two quick things? Sure. I, I did not grow up in a tradition or really a family culture where we talked easily about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sad things. Mm -hmm. And there are reasons for that, obviously. And so in my 20s, I felt always embarrassed by those kinds of emotions. And so I always suppressed them or just tucked them away somewhere. Um, So it was very hard for me to talk about my feelings. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, God put some beautiful men and women in my life to help open up that, you know, and the counseling and therapy and all these kinds of things. But I did eventually come back to the Psalms and find that they slowly retrained the muscle in me that mm-hmm. was very weak. And one of the things that I find most powerful about how Christians throughout history have reflected on the Psalms is something that John Calvin, surprisingly, because you would not, if you knew anything about John Calvin, or if you're in a Reformed tradition, you would not immediately think this. But he had a lot of physical ailments. Mm. Like he was physically um, weak and sick a lot of his life. Um, but one of the things that he said he found most comforting about the Psalms is that it invited us to say to God and to express our feelings to God things, and these are his words, that we would feel ash- usually ashamed mm. to say out loud to other people. And so the Psalms are enabling us to bring these things to God so that then it frees us to share them with one another Mm -hmm. and that that's, you know, God's work of of healing in our lives. So just to sort of respond to the emotional part of our life with God and with others. Well, I'm going to probably, that's going to be the only thing about John Calvin I ever remember. (laughs) Um, Just sort of in closing up here, I have a question. I know this is unfair. I know it's completely unfair. (laughs) but do you have a favorite psalm? We've talked a lot about the emotions. Is there one that just draws you? You don't have to recite it. You can just give us an idea of what it is. I'm, well, I mean, it's so hard to pick mm-hmm. something. I know. And I'm not as familiar with all of them as David is because he spent so much more time, you know, writing the book, just mm-hmm. being with them. But I, for years and years, have always come back to Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. Because there's just, like you were talking about visual, being visual. There's so much visual imagery in there and it there's so much strength in there and I just have found it to be something that I it is very comforting for me to mm-hmm. read and use and I and use it with my children and mm. um just we we feel often like things are unfair and like I mentioned earlier we're vulnerable and maybe a bit powerless mm-hmm. against that but that psalm really shows us the strength of God and it's so encouraging to read and think, yes, I, I have help beyond 
just me. Mm-hmm. And I have help beyond the resources that I can see in my own life. Mm-hmm. And just like recalibrating that way of viewing myself or ourself, our family, our children, our friends in the world, I think is really helpful. So I love mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Well, we ask not for a professional opinion, but for a personal opinion. And that that is very <laughs> personal. Yeah. Okay. Over to you. Um, I, I will choose one, even though it's an unfair question, <laughs> but I, I'm going to choose Psalm 63. There's verse eight in there. Um, I find very encouraging to me because I often become faint of heart with certain prayers in my mm-hmm. life. Some parts of my life are okay. Some parts are like middle hard and some parts are just hard, hard. And yeah. they're like often hard, hard. And I love how that Psalm 63 starts with, I cling to you, right? Which is like, that's what I'm doing. I'm just holding on for dear life. But then the second half is where the psalmist says, your right hand upholds me. So it's like this idea, like I'm holding on for dear life. But little do I know that God himself (laughs) is holding on to me. There's a wish y'all could see this visual. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's me holding on. (laughs) I don't know. It's me holding on to my own arm. Um, But that sense of like, I'm holding on, but it's not all up to me. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, there's a stronger grip. You have to hold me. Yeah. There's a stronger grip. These kind of dark valleys. So yeah. Okay, Lynn, I'm going to punt it to you. Well, favorite song. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Surprise. There you go. There you go. Um, well, I'll tell you a favorite verse from a song okay, that I have been that focused on lately. And okay. it's um, Psalm 5, verse 3, um, which is in the morning, you, in the morning, Lord, I hear your voice. Mm. Um, and I lay my request before you mm-hmm. and wait for your response. Mm-hmm. Just because I find um, that I need to be reminded that, you know, we live in an instant society that yeah. I have to wait quietly <laughs> and, you know, eventually, yeah. you know, yeah. just be patient and the right. Lord will speak. Right. Maybe not what I want to hear, but he will, he yeah. will speak. Not a, not a strong suit for either of us. Right. <laughs> right. Be still, be All still right. and know that I'm God. <laughs> yeah. You're oh up. no, mine is like 139, Psalm 139. The whole one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The whole Psalm. Yeah. It's, it's just Im- complete immersion in the love of God mm. and, and all of his attributes and qualities and characteristics and, and I have gone to that psalm so many times when I felt lost mm. and realized I'm not lost and I can't get lost. Mm. You know, God is with me and no matter what. And that has been just really encouraging and helpful to me through the years. So I, mm. I, I'd have to pick that one. But Amen. there's so many. There so are. Many. Yeah. So. It is an unfair question. There are too many to pick one. It's like picking your favorite child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of you are my favorite, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, Phaedra and David, we cannot thank you enough thank for you. coming today. I will say I have been curious about the Psalms for a couple of years now, but mm. I've just sort of been dipping my toe. Mm. Mm. Um, but thanks to your book and your cards mm. and this conversation, mm. um, I'm really excited to wade in a little bit deeper Good. and see where it takes oh, me. We're so glad to hear yeah. that. That was what we always hoped. Is, yes. You know, the goal these these things would help people just be with God more yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and to pray yeah. more right. if that is what is happening yes this, we have a lot to look forward to this year we do <laughs> thank y'all for being with us thank, thank you, you for having us until next time 